Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Tiger Woods podcast presented by betonline.ag. This is episode 43 right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. We are your Tiger Woods experts, Cam Rogers coming at you. I'm alongside Bridget Whalen. Be sure to rate, review the show, follow us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. You can follow Bridget on Twitter and Instagram at Bridget K. Whalen. Loaded show on tap for you guys this week. Live golf on the PGA Tour is back. There's some buzz that Tiger could play next week at Harbortown. Plus, we will address the Black Lives Matter movement and Tiger's statement on that during this show as well. Bridget Whalen, welcome to the podcast. And Hi. how are things for you out there in Florida? They're great. I'm so excited that golf's back. An unprecedentedly strong colonial field this week, huh? <laughs> the unprecedented term. Everybody loves to throw that out there. Rory, JT, first oh timers, Phil, only a second time in the last decade. Shall I go on? Or hey, I think I we got our answer, Bridget. I think everybody's excited for golf again. Like we were thinking about, well, will the field stink because everybody's nervous? And uh, no, this is like a major field outside of like Hideki and Tiger. <laughs> I think Steve Hennessy from Golf Digest indeed said, this is a major field. <laughs> this is a major I think he said actually. Literally. He was like the the first player to win after a global pandemic. This holds a lot of weight. Three months off, you know, no real tournament competition outside of, I guess, the match and the uh, tailor-made driving relief. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I'm a big fantasy golf guy, Bridget. I don't know about you, but I've been like drilling down on the research and there was not a lot out there because there's not a lot of short-term form and... Really, you got to go off of course history and just gut feeling, honestly. So it's going to be an interesting week. We'll get into the Charles Schwab challenge later in the show, ladies and gentlemen. But we do want to take some time to address what is happening in the nation right now. And I assume a lot of you guys, maybe even all of you, are tuning into this show to escape the reality of the pandemic and the awful tragedy with George Floyd and tune into Tiger Woods. And we totally understand. But we do want to address this particularly because Tiger did. So I will read you guys Tiger's statement. Quote, my heart goes out to George Floyd, his loved ones, and all of us who are hurting right now. I have always had the utmost respect for our law enforcement. They train so diligently to understand how, when, and where to use force. This shocking tragedy clearly crossed that line. I remember the LA riots and learned that education is the best path forward. We can make our points without burning the very neighborhoods that we live in. I hope that through constructive, honest conversations, we can build a safer and unified society. That's Tiger's statement on what is happening right now. And per usual, I agree with him 100%. I do believe education is the best path forward. Education at an early age. I really wish during elementary school that I got taught racial inequality and 
the experience that African-Americans have to go to that I, as a white person, do not. And reading posts from friends who are of color have really shined a new light on me in terms of learning about this experience. I will never, ever, ever be able to fully empathize because I am not African-American, but I am doing my best to learn and educate myself. And I'm donating to these uh, companies, if you will, these nonprofits to make change. And that's the best how I can put it, Bridget Whalen, because that is the best. I am listening. I'm educating myself. I am a pundit on Tiger Woods and golf not on this movement, and I will never pretend to be an expert because that's not my uh, lane for me to say. I'm learning, I'm educating myself, I'm donating. And Bridget, you have a lot to say about this as well. I want to give you the floor. I mean, I think that's great. I think the best thing that everyone could do is stop being so defensive. You never learn if you're defensive. Um, and that's, a, that's just like a human thing. We all are, are defensive. So we could, we could definitely all work on that. I think just listening um, to black people is it's a show of enormous support. I really think that we all can do that, right? We all can do that. Everyone out there. It's not hard. It's not hard, right? Like it's, it's, um, it's something that it needs to happen. It's sort of like, we're at a point now where, where this, this needs to happen. Um, making an effort like to read widely. And I agree with you, educate yourself. I think that you have to think through kind of what race is and how it's been constructed over time, especially here in, in North America, the context and, and sort of how it continues to work as a system of power, it, it really needs to be changed. So I have been trying to educate myself as, as much as I can. I read um, as much as I can, I really do. It's overwhelming. Because like you, obviously, I will never, ever be able to identify and understand the enormity or empathize. Um, but it is my job because I can't empathize and I can't understand to use my voice because that is something that we all have. Mm-hmm. And if you are knowledgeable about something, then your voice is your best asset. So I am going to continue to learn um, as much as I can moving forward. This has definitely been a reflective time for me to realize that I do not know what I should know uh, as a 30 year old white privileged woman. I do not. So I need to work on that. And I have been working on that. And, um, and I'm glad that a lot of other people are going to be doing the same. Absolutely. And hopefully more positivity come in that way in terms of progress and Good for Tiger for putting out a good statement about all of that. And he has done just amazing things in terms of education for underprivileged kids, not just uh, African-American kids, but you know Asians and other people of color who just haven't had the opportunities that you know white privileged people have had, for example. So uh, great stuff there. And there's going to be, Bridget, I'm sure you saw at the Charles Schwab Challenge, a moment of silence at 8.46, I believe, during that tea time, totally dedicated to George Floyd. So yep, daily. Uh, yes, yes, daily. Okay, great. So, I mean, that's one thing. And um, just take it all in, folks. Take it all in. Take it all in when you Tiger Woods plays golf. Take it all in when you uh, can learn about the African-American experience, because uh, I will just wrap up with this anecdote, Bridget. Uh, I was listening to JR Sport Brief who is a host on CBS Sports National. He had me on before the match. 
And I'm really grateful for that and hope to join him again soon. And I listened into his monologue last week and I got a little weepy. I mean, just hearing his story. Uh, when African-Americans talk about their experience, day-to-day -day stuff that you as a white person do not think about, but African-Americans do, is truly jarring and appalling that that has to happen. I want an African-American person to get pulled over, for example, and feel safe. Maybe it's a taillight out and not feel like they're going to get shot. I would never have thought that myself as a white person, but for an African-American, that's a true reality and it's a sad thing. And I hope we can find progress there. So uh, keep on keeping on, right, Bridget? A quick note on that. My dad actually made me very aware um, of that very thing. He said, you know, you're white when you get pulled over. Yeah, you're nervous. You don't think you're going to get shot. Right. Imagine how a black person feels. They're not only nervous because it's law enforcement, they have to fear for their lives. Like that, the enormity of that is just, I, I honestly can't, I, I, I cannot wrap my head around it because I haven't been, you know, I haven't had to experience that. That alone should make you want to learn. And if you can donate, donate because it does help. Do your research, find something that you know, is important to you. Like a lot of people in the black communities, they can't get mental health. You know, they don't see psychiatrists. They don't see psychologists because it's sort of taboo. And maybe they're not privy to have the money to do that. Look into companies that mean something to you that don't, and nonprofits that donate to, to things like that. Um, there's so many avenues that the black community doesn't have access to and that your money can help. And I am all, I'm, I'm typically not like, oh, throw money at the problem. Like that's going to fix it. In this instance, your money can help. So if you do have the ability to donate, do your research and donate. In um, college, I did my senior capstone on the Innocence Project. So mm. I was a political science and psych double major. That is an amazing work. And if you are interested in things like that, look into, look into things that interest you and put your money towards something that's meaningful because it will help. And I'm sure we'll hear more from Tiger Woods on this because I would assume his first tournament back, people are going to ask him. So we'll keep track of what he is saying as well. But we have a show to tackle and a big one, some more Tiger Woods stuff, and then we'll get into the Charles Schwab challenge yeah. later. So Bridget, Butch Harmon, former swing coach and perhaps the most prominent swing coach in all of golf had some words on Tiger's swing at the match 2.0. He said, quote, I thought it was the best I've seen him swing in a long time. His club was in a great position at the top. He wasn't jumping off the ground, trying to get distance. You noticed he went to a little fade to put the ball in play off the tee. And of course he did hit every fairway. And the problem in recent years for Tiger Woods from a swing perspective, Bridget, is that his head kind of changes levels. And a lot of times he gets stuck on the downswing and he either pushes the ball right or has to flip his club head and try to square it off. And then he gets that duck hook left that he really hates. Was not the case at the match 2.0. And Butch Harmon saying this, about Tiger's swing, I mean, hey, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen on tour for Tiger in the rest of 2020, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good indicator that our man's healthy, right? 
<laughs> I mean, I remember him saying, my knee is trashed. I remember those words coming out of his mouth at one point. I hate the argument. And of course, someone always takes the bait that the biggest mistake of Tiger's career was changing away from that, you know, 2000 era swing. I hate that argument because mm. you're not identifying how violent that swing was. It was not sustainable. And he was under the tutelage of Butch Harmon, you know, during late 1999 into the 2000s. That swing, that unrelenting power that he used was just insane, gnarly, obviously. So that harshness had a deteriorating effect on his body and specifically his knee. I, I vividly remember him talking about his knee because I was like, oh, my God, he's not superhuman. He has a, a real bodily makeup. He's not going to last forever. Um, and I do remember Brandel Chambly saying that, you know, changing away from that sort of destroyed his dominance, but it was a necessity. So I think that we're, if we're at a place now where Butch is identifying this as he, he looks great. And I think he mentioned that he, you know, he went down to pick up a tee and the shot tracker was like coming out of it looked like it was coming out of his hand. It looked like a rocket, basically like a tiger stinger. He's back. Like he, he found something that works. It was the right move to change that swing. And I, I think we're, we're on a really good uh, track here. Trajectory, as one would say. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I Butch mean. did identify that the conditions at Medalist that day, obviously the rain, the, it's a tough course, tough yeah. conditions. And Tiger looks good. Now, yeah, it was a relaxed atmosphere. Tiger had a lot of control of that whole situation. We definitely should identify that. He was in command of that whole project. Um, but totally. <laughs> a swing is a swing. If he was, you know, he, he, it looked easy. It looked pain-free. He was bending down to pick up his tee. He didn't look stiff. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I think it's a very significant quote and something to track. I will note about Tiger's swing in the early 2000s, the recoil that he had in his follow-through. I mean, talk about taking a toll on your back. I mean, folks, if you're a golfer, and I assume many of you are, you know that the golf swing is not a normal human movement. It, in fact, it's not supposed to happen. It's not very healthy. So, uh, and then you look at Tiger swing from the early 2000s, it's even worse on the back end. But know. then he went to Hank Haney, who totally retooled it, and he won like his next six majors right. using that. So it's, yes, it had to be changed. It's not normal. The, the, it's, Tiger knows what he's doing, and he doesn't have a swing coach right now. And maybe we just have to realize that Tiger knows Tiger best. Well, guess what? We're in for a fun docu-series coming up in the fall, Bridget. Now, there's been some buzz during the last dance with Michael Jordan. Hey, could we see something with Tiger? Could we see something with Tom Brady? Sounds like we're getting both, ladies and gentlemen. This upcoming HBO docu-series is based on the tell-all biography, Tiger Woods. Bridget, obviously, you have read it. <laughs> I see it I here in my notes. <laughs> so, I mean, two, it came out. When did it come out? Like two years. I read yeah, it when. Pretty recent. Right. Yeah. So, that book has about interviews with 250 people that are well, I guess, in that tiger circle, however close you can be. Um, and no Tiger Woods himself, from what I understand, in this docuseries, Bridget. 
nonetheless, it's going to be exciting. Set to be released in the fall. I think it would make sense if you release it during Masters time. I think that would be perfect timing. But let me know what you think about this because this is going to be really interesting because now you're going to have that 2019 Masters tied in. Of course, we have the uh, bio or I guess you could say documentaries about, you know, the Grand Slam or the Tiger Slam and all that. But now you can actually incorporate the Masters too from last year. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited to hear from guys who are still in the golf world today, like Alan Chipnook and Michael Bamberger. I think it's going to be super cool to hear their perspective. They've been in, you know, coverage of the sport for so long. So I'm excited. But I think that they should call it the last chance. (laughs) Care to explain why? I feel like we talk so much about when, how many more chances will he have, you know, to, to overtake everything the world so i i want to go i want to stay on the same you know lines of the last dance we call the last chance fair enough and it rhymes so it's perfect i love it all right folks we're going to continue along with the tiger woods podcast where will he play next but first a word from betonline.ag the tiger woods podcast is presented by betonline.ag no nba nhl or mlb don't you worry we have nascar ufc and of course the pga tour use my promo code mypod 100 folks for that welcome bonus on your first deposit you can have some fun at the charles schwab challenge this week and Many golf tournaments upcoming. My Pod 100, M Y P O D 100. Bet online, your online wagering solution. So, Bridget, I think we are on a weekly basis, and it's funny, but it totally makes sense that all of the golf outlets out there are projecting when will we see Tiger Woods next. And I have written down Memorial. With that said, there's some buzz coming out of Barstool more specifically Riggs at Barstool, saying that Tiger's yacht is headed up the eastern seaboard toward Hilton Head, the location of next week's tournament, the RBC Heritage. Bridget, what say you about all of this? Riggs is a nut. (laughs) (laughs) Good for him for getting that scoop. Yeah, I don't know if he was the first to get it, but he was definitely the most public to put it out there. Fair. Um, that was pretty hysterical yesterday, seeing his like minute by minute. We have the maritime tracking of privacy. I was like, man, that's like the, antith- the antithesis of privacy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why Tiger's mega yacht. What are you doing, Tiger? Where are you going, buddy? <laughs> why are you going to Georgia? <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm like, you know, obviously cautiously optimistic. Uh, I do think he wants to be playing. So I like the idea of him playing at Harbortown, although he hasn't played there in 20 years. I like it. Uh, I think now that we know Memorial is going to have fans, I don't, that tournament now is a little bit of like, a red flag for me for players. So I think maybe he'll, he'll want to get something in pre memorial because maybe he'll decide not to play in the memorial. I don't know if it, it, yeah, bring for me, fans bring in um, an extraneous factor that, you know, for these first few weeks, we're going to try to do without. So I think that bringing in fans is just like this week is going to be 
different for players, obviously with the testing and the protocols. Um, I think that Memorial first tournament with fans is also going to be different. So do you want to be a part of that or not? I don't know. I don't know his POV on that. Obviously his POV on playing this week is a no. <laughs> so um, yeah, Harbor Town would be cool. I could really go for seeing Tiger next week. So Tiger, if you could hear this, you should play. We know he's listening. I mean, come on. It has his name on the show. Uh, he has until Friday to commit. So yep. we shall see. Again, buddy, don't forget. There you go. We'll get our final answer in a couple of days. So let's talk about this week, the Charles Schwab Challenge. So, folks, on March 12th, the first round of the Players' Championship was That's played. That's my mom's birthday. What's that? Shout out. March 12th was my mom's birthday. There you go. That was the first round of the Players. And guess what? The tournament got canceled, and we haven't had golf since then. But it returns with a loaded field. All top five players in the world, eight of the top 10. Fields has expanded to 144 from like 120-something. The Schwab is the first of five events to be played without fans. By the way, the John Deere Classic got canceled. So there's going to be a fill-in tournament at Nearfield Village the week before the memorial. So interesting note there. Players are encouraged to take a test at home, all players and caddies, as well as some tournament staff, PGA Tour staff, and club workers will be tested on the Monday or Tuesday of tournament weeks. So that has already happened. The PGA Tour has contracted with a company that can produce test results within hours. I'm hearing, Bridget, and I'm sure you're seeing out there, the tests aren't especially comfortable, but necessary. Of course, there are daily questionnaires and temperature checks, too. We're going to have a bare-bones broadcast, if you will. Jim Nance will be alone in the tower. Nick Faldo will be remote. Dottie Pepper, Mark Immelman, they will be on the course. Players may be mic'd up. It sounds like they will. There's some buzz that Ricky Fowler will be one of them. Graham McDowell, although Justin Thomas said no way, and I totally 100% understand with that. So... It's not going to be like watching what you just watched in March at the Players' Championship, folks. But, Bridget, thank God it's back. And, you know, we can talk about who's going to win on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Jim Nance being alone in the tower really got to you, bud. <laughs> you said that. Quite saddened. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I guess I did. <laughs> I didn't even notice. A solo Jim Nance. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've read some interesting things, but I heard players are possibly going to stick their foreheads in front of their car air conditioner to make sure they get in. I don't know if that's the best play. Um, <laughs> that's I amazing. Mean, they need to suck it up. The swab isn't that bad. Like, relax. Uh, I think it's funny, like some guys were like, I think they scraped the bottom of my brain. I'm like, man, you haven't had a lot of medical stuff in your I know, literally. Um, yeah, I mean, you're talking to a three-time brain surgery survivor, like grow some. So I mean the whole the it it's the whole thing is just so wildly different. It's it's gonna be interesting to see how much they sort of fall in line with like social distancing and like I'm sure an accidental high five will happen I don't know yeah I don't know if caddies are going to be wiping everything down as they should be it's so difficult and it's just think of it as anything else we are creatures of habit it is really hard to get out of the habit of things now granted they have had 90 days to sort of I guess get out of habits I don't know but um I I think that 
I think it's going to be okay. I think that the PGA Tour has it really under control. I've heard from a lot of people, um, you know, who are there, and, and it's different. It's super different. Even watching the pressers and, you know, obviously um, there are not that many media personnel on site. So people are- Very minimal, yeah. Right. So the questions are like coming in um, via the web and, and it's just different. It's like a weird alternate universe. It's, it's very strange. But I'm definitely excited to have golf back. I agree completely with Justin Thomas. I would definitely not want to be mic'd up no. out there. So he is a smart, smart man. I, I have become a really big fan of his within the past few years. And, and over time, he just proves he is a smart guy. But, you know, the guys like GMAC and Ricky, it, I, I love to see it. I love that for them. Great. Mic them up. Wonderful. I just want to see someone hit a really good shot and stick it to like a foot. That's all I want to see. Show me an approach that almost goes in the hole. Maybe put it in the hole. That would be even better. There you Great. go. I don't care that no one's going to be cheering. I know John Rahm said in his presser, they should have, you know, like the speakers like Ricky had in his farmer's commercial about automate cheers. I don't think that's necessary. I think you're going to be fine. Um, it's definitely going to be a little quieter. But I bet the media will fill the space just like they always do. I kind of wish they would shut up a little more, but I'm sure they're going to fill that empty space. Oh, they I will. Think, Don't worry. Yeah, they will. I think it's going to – it'll be fine. It's going to be great. I'm glad it's back. I think all eyes are on golf this week, which is my favorite thing. And Justin Thomas touched on that um, in his presser yesterday, how this really is an opportunity for people who may not – have ever watched the sport to possibly tune in just to see like what's up you know I mean yeah. it's being it's being covered by media outlets as you know a, a live sport coming back so it's all over Justin said it's not going to alter his play which no I don't think it's going to affect the the best players in the world if they know that more people are watching I think they could care less but I'm excited that golf is going to get maybe a little surge um, in fandom in the upcoming weeks you know, this is the, I guess, first big sport to come back. And by that, I mean that really tests the virus. Because you have right. UFC, it's two people in the ring, whatever. You test them both, you're fine. You have NASCAR, they're all in cars. I think that's, right. you know, self-explanatory. You have the PGA Tour, and we're talking about 144 golfers going at it. That's going to be really interesting. And then you have the caddies, and yeah, you know... I really don't think it is possible to be 100% socially distant all the time in golf. And you're seeing, you know, some reports about schools coming back. I'm here in Maryland. I hear Virginia is coming back and they're talking about social distance all the time. It's just not feasible, but you can do your very best. And so I certainly expect that loaded field, Kepka, Rose, Kuchar, Spieth, Justin Thomas, McElroy, top players in the world. Like we said at the beginning, the only guy we're really missing is Tiger Woods here. And, you know, we'll probably see him very soon, according to reports. So I think it's going to be absolutely a beautiful thing. Bridget, you have some cool nuggets, too, about what we could see on tour this week. Caddies with names of healthcare workers on their badges, if you will. Yeah, so each caddy, in addition, obviously, to their player, 
um, will have the name of a local healthcare worker. So that's pretty cool. Um, and the birdies for charity will also, you know, be continued in addition to Fort, Fort Worth charity. So a lot of charitable things going on for COVID. Um, and I don't know, I'm excited that this is sort of going to be the first time that we're going to get to see players like all together who have all been sort of off for a while. They're yeah. all rusty. Like wh when in other instances, will we have this opportunity? Like, it's kind of funny. Like they're all on a level playing field almost like it's really, it's strange sort of the circumstances that they're all going to be playing in. I'm, I'm really excited to see what comes of this week. I think it's going to be, unexpected that's the word that I'm hanging on to this the the players who are going to rise to the top I don't know if they're going to be like like a lot of people are saying Brooks because this is like you know touted as quote-unquote important and he only focuses on quote-unquote important events but I don't know I I'm now leaning towards Maybe it's going to be like some some random, you know, who knows? I don't know. I think Victor it's Victor Hovland, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Although my pick is not random, but I just want to put that out there. Sure. No, I think the element of volatility is certainly one to track. And I guess you could kind of compare this to coming off the holiday season. You have the Century Tournament of Champions, the Sony Open. Those tournaments are hard to predict because you have that layoff. But still, you have the fall season and you have an right. idea. You have some data, right? We have no right. data. So, A- And there's never been a non-opportunity where, like, you were forced to, you can't go yeah. practice. Like, not all guys were, you know, able to get out there, depending on, you know, where they live. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're trying to predict this tournament, it's A, anecdotes, like Jordan Spieth. It's B, course history. and Like Jordan Spieth. <laughs> yeah, like Jordan too. And C, like it's gut. It's just instinct. It's how you feel about a player. I always play Tony Finau in fantasy golf, and I have no idea why. But God, Never won. Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think we should talk about Jordan Spieth, though. Let's talk about uh, Spieth because – Lone, the star of the Lone Star State. <laughs> I mean, if there was a time, Bridget, it's tomorrow. I mean, I freaking love that guy. I love that guy. It makes me so emotional that he's not where he's, you know, back in 2015. I love yeah. that guy. I love seeing him win. He's going to win again. But could it be this week? Maybe. Um, Justin Ray, who I used to work with at uh, the, the channel of golf, which we shall not name. Um, he came out with a pretty cool graphic about Spieth at Colonial. So ranked since 2013, Spieth is number one in all of these. Wait for it. Scoring average, score to par, birdies and eagles per round, one putts, strokes gained tee to green, and strokes gained total. <laughs> He's number one. That's, <laughs> That's pretty insane. compelling. Pretty compelling. So, I mean, his short game is great. Kid's got great short game. He's just got, like, we, you and I have talked. Gotta get that ball striking. And, and maybe what's upstairs in order. And maybe sure. the, you know, few months off, he, he cleared that, uh, cleared his attic. Okay, folks. So, if you follow me on Twitter at MrRogers99, I laid down my sleeper top 10 lock and winner of the Charles Schwab challenge. Bridget, you and I are going to have 
a little competition week to week. Why not? Could be fun to track who's the smarter golf projector, if you will. I guarantee it's going to be you because my predictions suck usually, but I'll throw mine out there to kick things off. I'm going Matt Kuchar. Has made the cut in 91% of starts worldwide since 2012, so he's safe to make the weekend. He has three top 25s in his past four starts and has finished no worse than 32nd in his last three trips to Colonial. You mentioned how, you know, everything is on the table here in terms of what can happen. Maybe it's not Brooks. Maybe it's not Justin Thomas. Maybe it's somebody like Matt Kuchar who doesn't get a lot of headlines, but he's always there. So I'm going with him. Okay. So I go on weird, random feel for my picks. Super unorthodox. Have a really good track record, though. <laughs> I tuned into John Rahm's press conference yesterday, and he mentioned that they got about halfway from Arizona to Texas, and they had to do a 180 because his bags weren't loaded on his jet. And the way that he talked about that, so obviously he got into you know Fort Worth late, that he was supposed to get tested that night, didn't wind up getting tested until yesterday morning. The way he talked about all these things, which typically I would feel, John Rahm's a little bit of a hothead. We could all agree with that. He needs to control his temper. He was so calm and so like, you know, this stuff happens. I was like, is this, is he on Xanax? Is what, uh, what's happening? His demeanor was just very attractive yesterday. So I'm going John Rahm this week, but have an additional little pick. Sure. Last week, Sea Island Resort did a back-to-golf event, and my favorite, JT Poston, won. So keep an eye out for the postman. Potential sleeper, ladies and gentlemen. He's pretty good on the greens. Ooh, okay. We shall see. Well, folks, hopefully you guys enjoy some live golf this week. Enjoy your weekend. Bridget and I, of course, will be watching as well. We'll be recapping things next week and hopefully looking forward to Tiger Woods playing at Hilton Head. We shall see. This has been the Tiger Woods podcast presented by betonline.ag. For Bridget Whalen, I am Cam Rogers. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.